0: Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to Episode 197 of Martha Runs the World. This is the annual Haunted Running Trails. I have four different stories from across the globe. Two from Europe and two from Asia. I was going to do five, but it got to be a little cumbersome and I cut it back to four. There's enough to keep us busy hiking and running for a very long time in these four trails. All four of these involve old growth forests, Nothing on earth bubbles up our ancient fears as much as the deep, dark woods. Children's fables, literature, and tales passed down by the fire hearth were all set in darkened woods. Very real creatures lived in shadowed places. Wolves, tigers, wild boars, and other animals could cause us very real harm in those shadowed places. I always think of the Ents in Lord of the Rings when I think of the woods. And those, if those trees could talk, it could tell us great tales. It would probably take them as long as the Ents to tell us those stories as well. (laughs) There is a small note in one of the, in the last story, I do talk about suicide. It's not made light of. Or talked in a humorous way. But it is talked about. And it is a serious subject. And should be considered as such. If that disturbs you. You can cut the episode short. And not listen to the last story. And if you are having thoughts of suicide. And want help. You are not alone. In the U.S. You can call 988. And someone will be there for you. I will also list links on the website. com For you to. To get help, the first tale is from Romania at the Hoya Bashu forest in Cluj Napoca. I hope I said that properly. This is one of the most haunted forests in the world. It's called the Bermuda Triangle of Romania. It's close to the northwestern border of Romania and it's a very large area. Local legends say spirits and ghosts live among the trees. And in Romania, the legends run deep. The Romani people first originated in northern India. They were either from Rajasthan or Punjab. No one is really sure where they came from, either one of those areas. The roots of their language, however, are similar to Hindi or Bengali The Romani people, traditionally called the Tigani, arrived in the Romani area in the 1300s during the Byzantine Empire. And they're the second largest minority in Romania after Hungarians. They migrated to the area mostly due to the Ottoman Turks who created instability in the area where they were living. Now, a small amount of of those migrating in the area, became slaves to the Wallachian and Moldo- Moldovian princes. Sorry, Slavery was there before the Romani, but since these people were new to the area and very poor, they were a fresh source of slaves. The history of slavery in Romania is silent. There are no museums or memorials to those past enslaved. No one admits to it. Romani are not discussed for the most part. They are set aside. They are separated from the rest of society in Romania. The majority of the Roma people in Transylvania were not slaves and were thought of as serfs. They worked on the land, but they didn't own the land that they worked. They were tolerated for being non-Christians, but thought of as below the regular population of Romanians. In February 2016, the International Roma Conference, the Indian Minister of External Affairs stated that the people of the Roma community were children of India. Their culture is old with many tales and deep history. Even though slaves were the minority of Romas, there were still a large number, around 400,000 who were slaves in the early 1800s. Calls from across the country and world came about to emancipate them. The Roma were free, but they were far from assimilating into the rest of the country. They stayed separated, living in the forests and the mountains, many in the Hoi Bachu region. Romas today still practice the traditions handed down from generation to generation, usually orally. Hardly anything is written. I'm not calling these ancient people gypsies because that's seen as a pejorative term, so many people don't use it and try not to use that. The heart of the Roma magic is in Transylvania through the Carpathian Mountains. This is very, very unvisited Country. It's beautiful country. The mountains are tall and dark and mysterious and gorgeous. By the way, that castle known as Bronn Castle is not Vlad Dracul's castle. It's a tourist trap. It's beautiful, but it was built centuries after Vlad Dracul uh, supposedly died. My parents visited the ruins of what's known as Vlad the Impaler's castle. Now, Vlad was known as a great warrior and is still seen as a hero in Romania. He saved the country from the oncoming invaders from Turkey. So if you do visit and see Vlad's castle, it's not his. It would be fun to visit, but remember, he never went there. There are many stories from the forest. It's said to be the most haunted forest in Romania, maybe in most or all of Europe. The Bachu Forest takes its name from a local shepherd who disappeared in the forest with this flock of sheep. There were 300 sheep, by the way, and they all disappeared. <laughs> who knows where they went? Over the years, locals who have ventured into the forest have returned with strange tales, as well as physical symptoms, including burns and rashes. Since the 60s, there have been numerous sightings of UFOs here as well many of which have been captured on film. The most common reports include seeing balls of light as well as ghosts or hearing voices and giggling. It's often said that this horrific history began hundreds of years ago with the disappearance of peasants from the forest. Similar to the lost colony of Roanoke, they vanished without a trace, never to be seen again. One story tells of a five-year-old girl Who went into the forest and came back out five years later wearing the same clothes, not looking a day older? There are some one thousand people who are thought to have disappeared here over the years. Uh, Yeah, there are some explanations for that, but it's up to you to leave that to your imagination. The strange activity in the forest centers around a clearing where nothing grows. While scientists have studied the soil and determined that there's nothing wrong with it, the area is devoid of plant life. Some claim it's a portal to another world. I've watched a lot of videos about this forest, and I mean a lot. I don't know if it's haunted. Many of the videos seem hyped hyped over nothing. I do know that the area is spectacular. It's beautiful. The whole country of Romania looks like a great place to visit. The forests and mountains in the area have many trails. It looks incredibly beautiful. If you are interested, I would say go for it. But it's best to hire a guide to help you find your way because the area is big and it would be very easy to get lost. And unless you're fluent in Romanian or Imani, it might be difficult to communicate with the locals because I don't think a whole lot of people speak English there. But it would be one great place for a hit trail running or hiking adventure. My second story is about Dow Hill Forest, India. It's in Kursong in Darjeeling region in northern India. Set in the mountains of northern India, this beautiful place is known for Darjeeling tea, history, and paranormal activity. It's considered the most haunted place in India. Kursong means land of white orchids. This is a place mixed with structures left from the British, including churches and schools and other buildings, and far older structures, including temples and Buddhist gampas, which are Buddhist places of learning. There are the most beautiful waterfalls, rainforests, and snow-capped mountains of the Himalayas in the backgrounds, and also deep green pine forests surrounding everything. Darjeeling is located in the state of West Bengal in India. There are many rivers running through this area, including the Ranjit, Mechi, Gish, and Raman. The annual temperatures fluctuate between 24 Celsius, which is about 75 degrees Fahrenheit, in the plains in summer, and drops to negative 17 degrees Celsius, which is about 5 degrees Fahrenheit, in the hills in winter. There's a lot of wildlife in this area, as it is in the foothills of the largest mountain range on Earth. Bengal tigers elephants, barking deer, and Himalaya black bear make this area home, as well as many smaller animals. Magnolias, orchids, and bamboo grow wild in this area, as well as various pine and deciduous trees. It's incredibly beautiful, but it can be quite frightful in the fog. I've seen pictures of the fog blanketing the area, and it can be quite a scary place. Dow Hill sits at the top of one of the most ancient civilizations on Earth, so you got to expect it to be a little haunted. People visit the area for a couple reasons. Well, three reasons. The first reason is because Darjeeling has the best tea in the world. Most of our black tea, the finest quality black tea, comes from this area. You're going to find the most exquisite Black teas start in this area, be it English Breakfast, Earl Grey, Irish Breakfast, or Darjeeling itself. It comes from around this part of the world. Also, this has some of the best views, when it's not foggy, of the mountains in the back distance of the Himalayas and the valleys below. You can see very far when when it's a clear day. And the third reason people come to this area because of the paranormal activity. Now you have to realize when you're in this area, you're not alone. Yes. There are other things, not just people, other, or animals, but there are other things there with you. Now many residents close to this part, close to Dowhill, will not visit or travel there, as they say it is haunted. A headless boy ghost walks the death road, which is one of the, the roads in Dow Hill. A haunted girl's school and endless ghost stories, as well as many disappearances, are the stories, and none of them have any explanations. The girl's school is still in use, However, but during holiday season, when the school is out, the sounds of shuffling feet and giggles can be heard in the halls and corridors. The forests surrounding Dow Hill are also said to be haunted. Many say that when they are in the forest, they have a sense of being followed. Some people notice a horrific red eye staring right into their eyes before vanishing in a flash. Not just that. There is also said to be a certain ghost of a woman dressed in gray who wanders about in this forest. There are many things around here. You have the sense of being followed or watched. But who knows, it could be spirits or it could be one of many of the wild creatures in the woods. This is also a great place, stepping off place, for many hikes and trail adventures into the Himalayas. You may want to check it out before you go on a great adventure trek into the mountains beyond. Or you may just want to go taste some tea after your trip to the Death Road. I would say this would be a very cool place to visit. When I visit India, I definitely want to visit this place because it sounds amazing. It sounds really, really cool. And who doesn't want to visit the death road? I mean, I do. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you don't, but I sure do. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? For our next location, we go far west, to far, far Western Europe, to Great Britain, to England, as a matter of fact. And I had a hard time choosing a spot in Great Britain because there were so many that are haunted there. So uh, next time I do an international one, I'm going to have to pick another spot there because there are so many to choose from. But this time I chose the Epping Forest. and the Epping Forest is a 5900 acre area just north of London. I mean, it's right there, right in the city, or just north of it, I suppose. It's an ancient woodland area existing before the 1600s. Now it's home to many rare and threatened animal species, and it's protected now, although it, al- it hasn't always been protected. I never thought about this area much, except for the Genesis song, The Battle of Epping Forest, which really doesn't have a whole lot to do with its history, except about a gang fight that took place there many decades ago. That's all I knew of it. I mean, I've been to London, but I've never been out to that part of the city or area. Its nickname is Cockney Paradise. I'll tell you why in a few minutes. The area contains woodland, grassland, Heath, streams, bogs, and ponds. It's very bad farming soil, so it stayed wild lands. It was designated as a royal forest first, meaning that only the monarch could hunt deer there. As that designation means, anyone else who wasn't a royal would be prosecuted if they hunted, and sometimes they were put to death. It became part of a much larger forest of Essex early on. Queen Elizabeth I had a hunting lodge in nearby Chingford, but there's no proof she ever hunted there. And there was actually no hunting in the forest except on the annual stag hunt. So that meant that the animals could actually thrive there for many, many decades. Before the industrial age, parks were only for the rich. The poor really didn't have any time to enjoy relaxation, (laughs) they were too busy. Slaving away. Forests that weren't set aside as parks were used for nefarious reasons. In the 18th century, the highwaymen used Epping Forest because of its closeness to London. It was a very popular hideout for criminals. And the highwaymen were robbers on horseback and they usually worked alone or in small groups. They attacked travelers in carriages or on horseback on secluded trails. So Epping Forest was perfect for that. It was far enough outside of the city so that no one would see them or hear them, and they could get away in many places because this was a big, big secluded woods away from everything else. Over time, however, the area got built up and, and houses were built closer, and with the Industrial Age, People there became a more of a middle class. People had more restful time, more time off. Newly constructed railway stations brought the common people in to enjoy the park. Being so close to London brought many visitors. There were so many people came to enjoy Epping Forest, it was nearly destroyed in the 1800s. Fortunately, people thought ahead and save the park from utter destruction. Now there have been ghost sightings for many many years. They're quite free- frequent actually. In December 2003, the TV show Most Haunted, the British TV show I should say, broadcasted live about the highwayman Dick Turpin. Turpin murdered at least one man during a robbery and was hanged in York for it in 1739. Turpin's spirit apparently presented itself to the crew and led them off path into the forest where they eventually had to call a farmer to rescue them. That would have been fun to watch. (laughs) They were at Lawton Camp where a lot of paranormal activity takes place. This area is also thought to be used by Celtic queen Boudica who nearly fought off the Romans with her armies. She was a great queen at, at the age when the Romans were taking over England. And she was she stood up to them and almost almost beat them, almost. This is thought to be a battle site maybe, but there's no evidence that there is. Some people think so there's a lot of emotions tied to the deaths that brings paranormal activity. Cries, sighing, horses neighing. Now there's absolutely no evidence that a battle took place here, so keep that in mind. There is an obelisk dedicated to the queen in a forest clearing if you can find it. I've watched a couple of YouTube videos where the hikers or walkers did find it and showed and showed it, but I'm not exactly sure where it is, so have at it. (laughs) There's also muffled sounds of drums and marching. Hangman's Hill. This is another interesting thing. This is like one of those weird odd spots that you find usually in, in the western U.S. It's said that if you have a car and put it in neutral at the bottom of the hill, it will go uphill on its own power. No one knows why. It's one of those mystery spots that they have in the West Coast. It's like that. <laughs> we have one of those, I think, in the Santa Cruz Mountains, or we used to. I know there's one in Oregon in Northern California. Sometimes things are not what they seem. London zookeepers had a fright when they saw what they thought was a black leopard in a tree. It turned out it to be a large stuffed animal's. So we can't always trust what we think we see. But the area is big and large and beautiful. Because it's so close to London, it would be easy to, to get to for a lovely trail run. You could take the London subway or what they call the Tube in, and it's just a few, just not that far from the Lawton Station to the park. It really isn't that far at all. It would be a very nice outing. Now, this is the spot where if you are sensitive or don't want to hear about anything related to suicide or anything, this is a spot for you to stop. And I don't mind. I understand it completely. For the rest of us, we shall continue. Aokigahara Forest in Japan. It, now, off to the off to the far east we go. Known as the Sea of Trees... Okigahara sits northwest of Mount Fuji, which is southwest of Tokyo. Part of the forest is very, very dense due to the volcanic soil from Mount Fuji. It's very dense. That soil just creates this rich, rich forest. It's 30 square miles. It's pretty big. Now, first a few words about suicide in Japan. Historically, cultural attitudes towards suicide in Japan have been described as tolerant, with certain types of suicides being considerably honorable, especially during military service. Most suicides are men, seventy percent of suicide victims in twenty nineteen were men. Among men twenty percent to 44 years old, and among women 15 to 29 years old, it is the leading cause of death. Suicide rates are going down, and the tolerance towards them is slowly becoming a thing of the past as Japan moves towards a more modern future. The forest itself is silent. The very nature of the environment makes it silent. It's so dense that Sounds really aren't heard from, from within. Falling trees are not heard from very far away. Things are very, very quiet. The forest has a historical reputation as, be, as a home to yurai, ghosts of the dead in Japanese, Japanese mythology. At least since the 1960s, Aoki Gahara has become associated with suicides eventually becoming known in English by the nickname Suicide Forest and gaining a reputation as one of the world's most used suicide sites. Signs at the head of some trails urge suicidal victims to think, think of their families and contact a Suicide Prevention Association. The area has a lot of animal life. Mammals include the Asian black bear, small Japanese mole, bats, mice, deer, fox, boar, wild rabbit, Japanese mink, and Japanese squirrel. A wide variety of birds call the forest home, including long-tailed tit, great spotted woodpecker, bush warbler, Eurasian jay, Japanese thrush, brown-headed thrush, Hodgson's hawk, cuckoo, oriental turd, turtle dove, and many more. Aokigahara is sometimes referred to as the most popular site for suicide in Japan. In 2003, 105 bodies were found in the forest, exceeding the previous record of 78 in 2002. In 2010, the police recorded more than 200 people having attempted suicide in the forest, of whom 54 completed the act. Suicides are said to increase during March, at the end of the fiscal year in Japan. In 2011, the most common means of suicide in the forest were hanging or drug overdose. In recent years, local officials have stopped publicizing the numbers in an attempt to decrease the association with suicide in the forest. The rate of suicide has led officials to place a sign in the forest's entry urging suicidal victims, visitors to seek help and not take their own lives. Annual body searches have been conducted by police, volunteers, and journalists since 1970. It is also a place where mothers have left unwanted babies and families have left elderly relatives who could no longer take care of themselves. The site's popularity has been attributed to Seicho Matsumoto's 1962 novel, Nami no To, Tower of Waves. However, the history of suicide in a- Aokigahara predates the novel's publica- publication, and the place has long been associated with death. Yubasute may have, been a pr- may have been practiced there in the 19th century, and the forest is reputedly haunted by the yurei of those left to die. Japanese spiritualists believe that the suicides committed in the forest have permeated Aokigahara's trees, generating paranormal activity and preventing many who have entered from escaping the forest's depths. Complicating matters further is the common experience of compasses being rendered useless by the rich deposits of magnetic iron in the area's volcanic soil. According to some reports, forest workers must carry the bodies from the forest to the local police station where they are put in a special room used specifically to house suicide corpse. Some believe that if a corpse is left alone, it is very bad luck for the uri of the suicide victims. Their spirits are said to scream through the night and that their bodies will move on their own. In a 2016 American horror film, The Forest, a woman goes there looking for her twin sister, who mysteriously disappeared in the woods. More than 100 people who were not from the area surrounding Aokigahara committed suicide there between 2013 and 2015, according to a local government report. People were asked why they wanted to go there to commit suicide. They felt it was somewhere they wouldn't be noticed. So it's not surprised surprise that there are unhappy ghosts there. I don't think this is a place for a run or anything overnight. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be there overnight. But a hike during the day is the better choice. And who wouldn't want a visit to Japan? There are... So many places to go. Mount Fuji is right there. You could go up to Mount Fuji and then the next day go for a nice hike, respectful hike through this forest. And you might encounter some of those hundreds of unhappy ghosts (laughs) and give them the respect that they truly deserve. I would love to visit each one of these places. I think they would make a remarkable, remarkable visit and journey. There's so much to see, not just on these trails, but in every one of these countries, every one of these regions, every one of these areas. What an amazing vacation it would make. And, hey, you might even run into some UFOs, some ghosts, with or without heads. (laughs) And you might see some staring red eyes. You never know. You just never know. Thank you for joining me this week. I truly appreciate it. And this was another fun edition of Haunted Running Trails. So until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.